everyone. This is Candy. And Vidya from On, On Thai, Thai Time, where we share our knowledge and love for Thailand and travel and everything in between. And today we are coming to you from dun, 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 the our meeting room <laughs> at the Tourism Authority of Thailand in Los Angeles, where we both work at. So this is our second episode, so we are very, very excited, obviously, to be sharing um, our insider tips, let's rephrase that, our Thailand insider tips with you of what to see and do and definitely eat throughout Thailand. If you aren't following us on Facebook and Instagram, please do so. We are at Thailand Insider, that's all one word, and please feel free to message us about what you'd like to hear about in this podcast. Yeah, we'd really like to curate this podcast to to what you really enjoy, you know, whether it's food, whether it's the best place to get a silk shirt, whatever, we'd like to know, so shoot us a message. So before we get started with our episode, we'd like to give you COVID updates. Yes. So as of March 3rd, 2020, these are the current COVID-19 updates in Thailand. As of right now, there are 43 individuals who are infected with the virus in Thailand. 31 have been cured. 11 are still in the hospital. And unfortunately, there has been one reported death. So if you're traveling or will be traveling to Thailand at this time, we ask that you practice good hygiene by cleaning your hands with soap and water or an alcohol-based hand rub, which we did not bring. (laughs) And also, please, please cover your nose and or mouth when coughing and sneezing with a tissue or flexed elbow. elbow. Just like that. And avoid close contact with anyone with cold or flu-like symptoms. Thoroughly cook your eggs and meat. And lastly, no unprotected contact with live animals such as monkeys. So yeah, keep your distance. Yeah, and even you know dogs on the street—that's a no-no too. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and as an FYI, hotels, attractions, and airlines are equipped with sanitizing gels and are disinfecting areas numerous times throughout the day. So it's recommended um, or it's suggested that you wear a mask on planes or in tight confined areas like the BTS SkyTrain or the MRT subway. If you are feeling sick, do seek uh, medical care as soon as possible and inform the healthcare worker about the details of your travel history. Tourists can keep up to date with the COVID-19 situation in Thailand at the TAT Newsroom, that's uh, tatnews.org. And if you have any other tourist inquiries while in Thailand, uh, you can call the TAT Contact Center at 1672, or um, you can also contact the tourist police at 1155. Yep, super easy. And again, while you're traveling in Thailand, travel smart and travel safe. And take advantage of the idea of being outdoors, you know, do go to the beach, forest bathe, just get outside, um, really reaping the benefits of being in Thailand in the summer, because March is the beginning of our summer season, so be prepared to expect weather that's about 35 degrees Celsius and more. It's going to be hot. Like it's going to be hot. <laughs> so get ready for that one. All right, all right. So let's get started with our episode today. So today, I think, um, is our first official like episode where we're going to be actually talking about things in Thailand. Yeah, in in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. So I think a good start would be to talk about Bangkok. And when we land, dude, into the airport. 
what do you do, right? So, video, let's just roll it back here. Um, sure. So you are on your plane, you've landed at Suwanapum Airport in Bangkok. What mm-hmm. happens next? Um, grab all your things and you walk down the jet bridge, but mm. on the jet bridge, how, I feel like there's, um, there's this feeling that you get when you're, yeah. Like, when you're you on anxious? the jet bridge. What's going on here? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like the weather, like you, the humidity kind of just like seeps in into the cracks of the jet bridge. And you're oh. just like, oh, I'm here. And the smell. Oh, I not, know what you're talking bad. about. It's I not a bad smell. No, it's no, just it's like, not. you know, every country has its own smell, it right? Does. And Thailand has like its own distinct smell that just says, welcome to Thailand. Welcome to Thailand. <laughs> welcome to Thailand. Yes. Uh, that is, I don't think that there is a name for it, but let's just say that when you get to Thailand, that humidity will hit you and uh, just embrace it with open arms. So you pass through that jet bridge, you look at the signs, and you're like, where to go? People obviously are a little lost at times just because our airport is so big, but make sure that you follow the blue signs that says immigration, and you're gonna go towards that. Fill out your forms, have your forms ready, super easy to do. They do pass out on the planes, but you know, there's little tables along the way that you can fill it out. So fill that out and get into the right line. There is the uh, foreign passport line, and then there's also the Thai line, so whatever passport you have, go accordingly. And then get your bags, and then what? And then you find a ride into the city, right? So how do you normally get into the city? I have someone pick me up oh, all the time. Sorry, <laughs> she's so cool. She got someone to pick her up. But um, there's some other options too. You know, like uh, there are taxis. There's also um, hotel transfers that you can request. Like if you already know where you're staying in Bangkok, then you can. You know, always tell the hotel. Tell them to pick you up. Yeah. But as an FYI for taxis, uh, that's on the, I think that's level one. So you have to go down all of like the little escalators and paths and whatnot down to level one. And there is a specific taxi area where you just walk up to a kiosk, you get a little ticket, and that ticket will tell you which taxi to go to. So it's all like meticulous and, and not meticulous. It's, it's very, it's just get into a line, get your ticket, go to the taxi, and then there's an additional 50 baht surcharge for using that service because, you know, for the taxis to come in and things like that. So just be aware that 50 baht has already been tacked onto you. And um, sometimes they will ask you too if you want to take the tollway or not. Those also will be added to your final bill, just as an FYI. Cool. Yeah. But then if you don't want to do taxi, you don't want to do an airport transfer, and if you don't have some cool person to pick you up, I like to take the airport link. I've seen that, but I never, You've never experienced never it. <laughs> well, uh, airport link is really convenient if you're not traveling heavy. Um, so that means I don't often take it because I travel quite heavily. heavily. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to pack light. That's never been a <clears> for me. But when I do, I do take the airport link, and it's really easy. Um, it, you have to kind of go to the sub level of the airport, but you'll see signs for it and it'll say airport link and it is super, super convenient and super cheap too. Um, it ranges between 15 baht to 45 baht, which is about 50 cents to a dollar 50 us. Super great. And it can get you all the way, the very end station that gets you all the way into the city center is Paya Thai station and that's 45 baht. And the train itself comes every 10 minutes during peak hours or, you know, during off-peak, um, about 15 minutes. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a long wait at all. No, really that's convenient. awesome. It's, mm-hmm. like, really great for 
backpackers. Yeah, really like, great. And then you can just jump on to the MR. I'm sorry, you can jump on the BTS. Because right where Piatai is, is where the BTS station is. So it's yeah. an easy segue to a whole other mode of transportation in Thailand. Great. That's yep. a great option. Yeah. Cool. So other than that, right, <clears throat> the taxis, hotel mm-hmm. transfers, and the airport link, I think the next step is where do you exchange your money? Because oh. you need to use those Thai That's bots. Right. We use Thai bot in Thailand. And we get this question a lot. Like, you know, where should we exchange? What's the best exchange rate? Sometimes people will opt to exchange money here in the States because that's pretty mm-hmm. easy. You can go to your local bank. You can go to Chase, Bank of America, and be like, hey, I'm traveling to Thailand in a couple of days. Usually you'd want to probably have a week of, of time if you mm-hmm. do want to exchange money here. But I think that by doing so, you're not going to get the best exchange rate, but at least you'll have some money in your pocket. So maybe maybe $100 or like $50 might be pretty decent. Otherwise, um, I've seen a lot of people exchange money directly at the airport, which doesn't always offer the best exchange rates. Um, but then if you do that, you can as well. Otherwise, I would suggest to go out into the city and exchange out there because there's lots of exchange kiosks and banks that are rel- you know, available for you to exchange money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't carry a lot of cash with you, you can always use your debit card as well. Yeah, so what are some um, stores where you can exchange? Some stores? Yeah. Like you know, some money exchange places? Yeah. I think the biggest brand that I've seen is Super Rich. That's a really big brand. Um, and so that company itself, they have uh, exchange rate kiosk. I mean, I'm sorry, exchange booth kiosks sprinkled throughout like every mall. There are like there are a couple of them that are on the BTS train station, okay. I think, and they're um, actually on the bottom level. Like as you're getting to the airport link, there's a whole bunch of kiosks down there too. Those places offer really good rates in terms of exchange, better than what is actually in the airport, like the actual like you know exit terminal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you'd like to do that, that's an option. So your pockets are filled with money. You've exchanged money, great. And then a lot of people wonder where to go and where to stay. That's a question that we get often in our Instagram um, DMs asking like, what are the best neighborhoods? And I think it's really hard to define like what is the best, especially Mm -hmm. in a city that is so big. So, you know, if we could break it down a little bit, where would we go? Yeah, so Bangkok can definitely be intimidating for Mm -hmm. first time travelers. Um, I think the three top areas in Bangkok to stay in is probably an area by the river, Mm -hmm. um, downtown, which is like where all the high-rise buildings are, and then uh, also the suburbs. Like for me, I like to stay close to the BTS because like I do have family that's scattered Mm -hmm. around Bangkok, and like it's a convenient way, you know, to get to them. So, yeah, I'd have to concur with that. So if you are looking for places to stay and might be a little bit confused about what areas, do maybe open up a ma- uh, you know open up a page that has a map of, of Bangkok and be cognizant of where all of the MRT, which is our subway system, station, subways are, and the BTS, our SkyTrain. So if you happen to find a place that happens to be close to any of those, they're really easy to get in and around town with, and they're rather inexpensive. You can And if you're someone that you think is going to use a lot of rides per day definitely get a day pass i think a day pass is i don't know maybe a little bit over 100 baht or something like that Mm -hmm. something under five dollars it's not a lot but it can definitely get you in and around really quickly Mm -hmm. yeah so you can explore all Mm -hmm. of bangkok right so let's see you mentioned you mentioned let's see what areas did you mention uh the riverside 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 downtown and the suburbs okay well let's talk about what's like by the riverside and and some cool stuff that you can do around there yeah Yeah. so the riverside if um 
when you go there, it's kind of like a like a very old-timey Bangkok, like how it used to be uh, a long time ago, right? So you can basically see like um, the lifestyle. It's like, I don't know, it's like very historical there, I feel like. When I'm there, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's different from from the city. <laughs> it's different from the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's a little bit dated. You know, I, well, so the river itself runs through Bangkok, and so there's a lot of Bangkok that is up against the river. But I think specifically the area that I personally enjoy most is, is closer to Chinatown. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Chinatown, Yaolat Chinatown, the road Yaolat, um, and the Chinatown area that connects to Lengkung Road is just a couple of minutes away from the river depending on you know what part you want to access and i think that chinatown you know historically is is really the heart of of that area and you know chinese settlers have moved in like you know 200 plus years ago and really developed and 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 grew within that area and now that is the main place to get some of the best chinese cuisine in thailand and some of the best street food in thailand Right. So once you're there, if you can picture it, it's like, it's congested roads. It's like... It's all over. <laughs> but yes, it is congested, um, for then, sure. Yeah. And then like street food in every corner. And there's just like, it kind of hits you in all of your five senses. Like sight, smell, sound. I uh, guess you also need to break up the fact that Chinatown by day is very different by, you know, than Chinatown by night. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even the food during the day and night are completely different. Mm. Like, um, I don't know, what's your favorite? Well, so during the day, Chinatown by day is, it's it's busy, but when you go through it and stuff like that, it's a lot of storefronts. It's a lot of, have you heard of, you've been to Sumping, right? Yeah. So Sumping is where you can get things for really, really, really cheap in these small little alleys. There's little market alleys throughout Chinatown, too. But, you know, when I'm in Chinatown during the day, I might pick up, like, some goi dap, some noodle soup, like, something simple, like, yeah. You get some dim sum. There's, like, lots of great stuff there. But I am a big fan of going to Chinatown at night, actually. Or, you know, more so right at the cusp of, of, uh, what is it, not dawn, dusk, right? Where Where the sun is about to set. And so a lot of those stores, those shops are closing. So I still have time to visit those shops before they close and then really experience the street food element in Chinatown as it starts to, you know, yeah. open up. Yeah, so it like it basically just turns into a different color at night. Yeah. Like it's like this neon lit little road where like there's like a bunch of, you know, street vendors that come out and it gets all like and they, hectic. Yeah, they they get they it's like they move out onto the road. And that's what's yeah. different is that yeah. during the day all of the lanes are open. And then come night, you know, the vendors take up, like, two roads, like, one one on either side. Mm-hmm. And so the actual road where, you know, cars go through is even smaller. Um, yeah, but it adds to the chaos, the great chaos of yeah. Chinatown. Yeah. So my favorite food. Mm. Uh, Sorry, going back to, yes. Yeah, going back, going to, back to That's food. what originally what we're going to talk about. <laughs> it's it's food. food. Yeah, okay. So during the day, there's this place. Well, you were talking about something, right? Mm. I really like this place that has a uh, lochong singapore. Oh yeah. Describe that. How do you describe? Well, chong is like it's like coconut milk. It's coconut milk, and then there's like this dough, right? That they roll by hand. Yeah, and then. So then, what gives it that? So lop chong, like the actual pieces of the dough, <clears throat> are colored. Is it with, colored with pandan? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, colored with pandan, and it's obviously sweet. 
and kind of living happily in coconut milk. Yeah, and served it's from with ice. served with ice. Yeah, and technically it's from Singapore, so that's why we call it Mochong Singapore. Oh, is it from Singapore? I don't know. We're gonna, I really we're gonna don't fact know. Check that for you. But that's an actual name. That's the name. Yeah, the but then we also have like desserts called like Kanon Tokyo, but it's not from Tokyo. Well, yeah, it's probably like the Thai version of Wachong or something, or I don't know. But but whatever it like, is, it's a great option to get when you are in Chinatown. Um, yeah, that's definitely a favorite. Yeah, and it's also super cheap. It's like twenty baht for, for a one bowl. for one cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also you you said great job, right? I love goizab. Okay, so, so for those of you who don't know what goizab is... So it's this noodle. It's like uh, this roll, flat rice roll, noodle that they roll. Yeah. And then they put like crispy pork and mm. then they put intestines in mm. there. Oh my gosh. That's heaven. It is. Yeah. Oh. So during the day, um, I go to Lan Goizab X. So that's like a really popular one during the day. But at night, there's um, Lan Goizab One Poshna. That is one that, is always... That's the one. Yeah. The one with the big line? <laughs> that one. But there's, you know, no joke. There's a lot of big lines everywhere in Chinatown. Yeah. <clears throat> so the one during the day is really good for mm-hmm. crispy pork, and the one at night is really good for intestines. So <gasps> I like to, you know, go for the difference. <laughs> that's really double-fisting it and getting two bowls of goitap in a day. Yeah. Uh, my favorites, I really like kua pon lamai. And I like them because they're, they're, they're only, they're, I think they're only just a night stall, but they offer really famous dishes on a sizzling hot plate. So imagine being in a little alley and then, you know, you put out your order, you yell your order at them, like, you know, Suki hang, you know, and then they'll come out. It, but it takes time because they have to heat up the hot plate for you. It's not, you know, because yeah. that thing has to be super piping hot. They come to you and they bring this dish and it's like, there's smoke, it's sizzling in your face, you want to try to take a picture, you're sweating. There's just so many things going on with your senses. And it is so good because the hot plate makes the bottom nice and crispy. So you can get suki hang there, you can get hai tot, which is fried oysters on this hot plate. Um, you can also get lakna and a couple of other things, but it's so, so, so good. So that's one of my favorites. Um, another recent favorite of mine, I think I discovered this um, a couple years ago with my girlfriend, but. She'd known about it for ages, but she was just like, let's go. And it's called kanompang zao aroide, which basically means bread, delicious, super good. Is that the one with a two-hour line? Uh-huh, this place. Oh, no, no joke. <laughs> because somebody decided to post it online, um, then shared it to the world. This little place, which is like a small little, you know, cart, they have, well, that's what it originally was. It was a small little cart. I think it's, you know, a little bit bigger now, but... Behind the vendors are just stacks and stacks of toasted bread. Like, you know, they virtually look like little Hawaiian bread rolls. And you can get the bread in three variations. You can get them toasted. You can get them toasted crispy with cocoa. Or the optimal choice is toasty on the outside and soft on the inside. That sounds really good. So that's usually the one I get. And you have your choices of fillings. Like, you fill out this little little piece of paper you put your name you put your number on it and you stick the order in and then you just kind of wait so i the bread is cooked over a coal coal grill so it has this nice very fragrant toasty um smell flavor and i love getting mine filled with pandan custard and then condensed milk and butter those are my two top goes but then they also have like fruit fillings and like chocolate and stuff wow it's worth i i <laughs> 
It, you know, I, I'm a big dessert fan, so yeah, I, I love the idea of getting them. Um, it is a long wait, though. Yeah, the line always scares me, so I just go just to go the next one. Yeah, I just, I just skip it. Just skip it. <laughs> but you know, there's a whole bunch of things around it, too. And, yeah. and you know, if you're going to Chinatown, yeah. I've never just gone for one thing. You right. know, you're going for... The, you're going for the noodles, you're going for the stir fry, you're going for this fresh seafood. You can literally just do a whole like walking tour throughout, yeah. pick up and go. So if maybe order bread and, I don't know, go for a little bit and come back, yeah, do that. Yeah. Or there's also this option in Thailand where you can pay someone to get in line for you. So how does one find a person to do that? Um, there's an app. I believe. Called. No, there's not. Yes. Are you serious? There is an app. Um, there's a food app. So here, you know, here in the States, we have like Uber Eats and, yeah. and Postmates and stuff like that. Thailand is really, really big on Line Man, um, like Food Panda. There's a whole bunch of like, yeah, food delivering services. Like that's really, really big. Oh, wow. And a part of the process is, is like, if you wanted that bread, buddy's going to wait for you in line. Dang. But you just have to be willing to wait. But so that's the thing. It's like you you can get food delivered from anywhere. Obviously, right. there's always gonna be a wait. But yeah, I mean, there might be a little bit of an extra charge. But you're for waiting in the comfort of your air conditioned room while somebody else <laughs> is out there getting your bread. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that's what it is. So that is an option. So have you ever had um, hoi kang luok from Lan Pajin? Oh, no. Wait, wait. Um, hoi kang is bloody cockle shells. Right. right, so they boil it, and then mm-hmm. they have, like, this, um, I guess, like, sauce. Like a seafood sauce. Like a specialty sauce, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, like, that they make. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's so many people there all the time, and, like, imagine sucking on cockle in the middle of Chinatown. As you wait for your bread. As you wait for your bread, mm, yeah. That's it. classy. It goes together, yeah. It goes really well. <laughs> Pairs really well. Blood oh, and bread. <laughs> I'm so hungry, and it's almost lunchtime here in L.A., but yes, okay. So those are just some of our our favorites. You can definitely find a lot more. Um, but okay, so we we've done the eating in Chinatown. So where to sleep? Where do you go? Where do you put your head down for the night if you decide to want to stay in Chinatown? Mm, okay. So <clears throat> have you like noticed how there's this one part in Chinatown that's going through like a revival, gentrification Ooh. process? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, sign on now, right? Yeah, is that where yeah. we're going? Yeah, the hippest neighborhood in, in Bangkok, pretty much. Or Bangkok, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. it's arguably, but I think it, it is. Yeah, it's get, like a silver lake. The silver lake of Thailand. Right. <clears throat> so there. Uh, in Sign on mm-hmm. right? There's actually an Airbnb that is right on top of a Shanghai themed cocktail bar. So. <clears throat> it's uh it's a two bedroom and then mm-hmm. uh, up there there's a balcony where you can overlook um Bangkok's old town skyline. Oh. So you see like the pagoda and like Chinatown and like just a little bit of everything, you know. That sounds very Instagram worthy. No, it is and it's like it's so modern upstairs, but then downstairs. So the bar the place is called Bahao, mm-hmm. which means uh number 8 in Chinese and the building. Wait, how do you spell Bahao? Like, Bahao. So B A and then H A O. Okay, that's Bahau. all good. they need to Okay. Yeah. That's all you need to search. Bahau. Yeah. So the building is in Sanana and it's building number 8 cuz you know number 8 is Bahao. So downstairs is um like I said a cocktail bar, but their decor is like vintage Chinese furniture. Like the seats mm-hmm. are, you know, 
carved with like you know Chinese patterns, and Ooh. they have like porcelain dragons. They have retro uh, board games and uh, Chinese inspired cocktails, like herbal cocktails. And they also have um, comfort Chinese food, like wonton soup, oh. to pair with your cocktails. No, it's really good. No, they're known for like their duck wonton soup. What? Yeah. Too. I've only ever had minced pork wontons no. and the occasional shrimp, but duck? Yeah. Okay. Where do you stay? Um, I mean, okay, there's lots of places to stay, obviously, in Bangkok, but if I was to stay in Yaolat, Chinatown area, I will opt to stay at the Shanghai Mansion. So this is a luxury boutique hotel in the middle of Yaolat, like on the Yaolat Road, and their front door opens up to Yaolat Street, so it, it can definitely be a little bit busy, in ter- you know, busy in terms right. of people coming in and out. Um, just the sound overall, yeah. but it does have a really nice. So, vibe. side note for those that are looking for peace and quiet Maybe during not your stay, the greatest. Yeah, but if you want to be in the heart of it, for mm-hmm. sure. And when you, similar to I guess Bauhaus is the idea like all of these like revive, re- revitalize or revival locations is that this hotel really transports you to the 1930s, and so you get this really mix of modern elements and you know generation old traditions all in one area. Mm-hmm. They have like a jazz band, and um, you do feel like you've taken a walk into time, back in time. But I don't know. I mean, I've it's it's a larger boutique hotel. You know, obviously, I'm assuming that Bauhaus is like a little like, how many yeah, rooms? Like, it's like five? two bedrooms. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah, oh, it's super tiny. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is a little. Um, the Shanghai the Shanghai Mansion is a little bit bigger than that, obviously. But that sounds really cool, a two-bedroom place. Yeah, and it's also a co-living space, too. So, like, during the day, you can actually bring your laptop and, mm-hmm. like, do a little wee work there. Oh. And then just, like, use your Wi-Fi and hang out in their living room. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, another cool place to stay in that area that I just was reading about, like, I, I haven't been there myself, is the Mustang Blue. That's, like right around the corner from Soinana and similar to the, I feel like Bauhaus where they've really taken redone the inside of an old building and kind of modernized it but still keeping a lot of old elements so I mean that's something to definitely look into I think Mustang Blue is only on Airbnb though okay. and they have like eight rooms or something like that not very big but definitely a small boutique feel mm-hmm. yeah so uh, all these options are incredibly affordable too mm. And then that's the cool thing about Thailand is that the value of money can really go a long way in Thailand. Right, yeah. 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 So since you, uh, we brought up Soi Nana, I think we should touch oh, yeah, yeah. a little bit on Soi Nana. There's a lot of really cool things about this place. Um, I've been there a handful of times, and it just like regular Chinatown, it is different by day and it's different by night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think during the day, there's some really great places that's worth visiting, like the Wallflower. Um, this is particularly one of my favorites is that you go through you actually walk through a florist shop and you walk through it and then all of a sudden it opens up to this kind of like open space that has a lot of hanging vines has a lot of like gardening tools it's like you're kind of roaming through the gardening section of Home Depot but really chic and you climb up these set of stairs to get to Nana Roasters it's the coffee shop at the very top like I think it's like three two two flights up two or three flights up and at the very top you have this amazing coffee place. So there's a really, really big coffee scene going on in Bangkok, and I think Sainana really encompasses that. There's, like, I think three, two or three really popular ones, like, right there in that area. And um, so that's one of my favorites. Uh, another, but then by night, you know, 
I am also a really big fan of Teba. You've heard of them, right? You've been? Yeah. Who hasn't been? Because if you... It's so cool. It's so cool. You just have to go. Yeah, it's like a Thai cultural bar, basically. Mm. So once you go in, you see like um, Thai classical instruments hanging on the walls. They've got a they've got a legit band playing in the middle of it right, in the right. evenings like usually yeah. like nine and on ish. Yeah, and then they mm. have like Thai style tapas snack food that like pairs really really well with their uh, cocktails. And the really cool thing about their cocktails is that it's um it's home brewed medicinal herb cocktail. So they basically put homemade moonshine yeah. into these great, great cocktails, and they're so good, and they have such weird names. Yeah, like there's one called Yasane, which translates to love potion, love so it potion. may or may not have aphrodisiac um, substance in it. Oh. May or may not, so you gotta try to know. We gotta try. You try. You guys go and let us know if you, you know, fell in love or something like yeah. that. And then there's also this one called... Um, <clears throat> Pussy whipped. <laughs> what is it called? Pussy whipped. Pussy whipped. <laughs> I wonder what type of moonshine they put into that. I don't know. One. It was on the menu. I saw it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> next next time. time. We're going to try Definitely. it next time. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we've really talked a lot about uh, Chinatown. So, where to next? This is obviously a really, really cool area, really hip, lots of food. Well, where do you want to go? What's, so if you don't want to stay around there, do you have any other suggestions? Um, maybe somewhere by the riverside. I think there's a lot of things to do there too. Yeah, look, right, so right by the riverside, right? Yeah, so yes. <clears throat> any area that's like near the Grand Palace because mm-hmm. like just in that area alone, there's just so much to do for the day already. So uh, I guess like the big, the big dogs there, like hotel-wise, it are... Um, the Mandarin Oriental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right the there. oldest hotel in Bangkok. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Historically, it's the oldest one. Um, and there's like a lot of history in that. I think that they actually have, um, they've had like great poets, great like politicians, like all, a lot of who's who's, you know, in have been through have been there. Doors. Yeah. Wow. So it's very special. So you're breathing the same air as touching the same upholstery. <laughs> I don't know if it's all that. I mean, I'm sure they've been bottled up many times, but yes, <laughs> you are touching on that same aura that makes it so special. And then there's also the peninsula. That is right across the way from the Mandarin Oriental. And the Shangri-La. Further down or up? Somewhere. Across the street somewhere. It's very close by. Yeah. But obviously, you know, those hotels are luxury hotels. They're they're like four or five star hotels. Oh, five star all the way. They're all five star. Yeah, they are five star. I'm sorry. (laughs) So if we wanted to, you know, tone it down a bit for someone who who may not have... Um, so actually behind the Shangri-La mm-hmm. is this little hotel called uh, Prince Heritage. It's a boutique hotel. Oh yeah, I've heard about that place. Yeah. No, it's really cool. So um, it's actually, it's a movie theater mm-hmm. that was repurposed into a hotel. But um, initially it was a royal casino back in like 1912 where like... Um, all the like motley mix of locals and like all the foreigners like the mm-hmm. farangs right all hang out and stuff and then uh, by like um a couple years after that they just mm-hmm. turned it into like a a theater like an actual theater like a classic silent film kind oh, of vibe oh so watching some charlie chaplin in bangkok yeah 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 hmm. 
And then by、um, the third era, right? One, two, yeah. So the third era, which is like around the 70s,、um, it was probably some of their best years. And now it's like it's, it goes to you know, sound and moving pictures.、Mm-hmm. So just like the typical、um, like Jaws, Psycho, like that whole era during the 70s, like the movies. So, those are the type of movies that they were playing? Yeah, yeah. So, this was,、right. so it's still a movie theater throughout this whole time? Right,、okay. right. So, it just like, it changed according to the era. Yes, well, you know, they're going to play movies that are of that right, time, right? Right, right. But, but, but. during the fourth era,、oh, they turned it into a nude film theater. Oh. Yeah. Where they showed nude films or were guests coming in nude? No, so it was like, you know, a company. It's like classic nude films and. Ah, <laughs> I see. I see. I、yeah. did not even know that they had theaters、uh-huh. like that. Yeah, but. This must have predated internet. Yeah, right. Yeah. So、I、you mean, went to. 1980s, you know? Hmm. Yeah,、okay. so it was really cool.、So okay. But now, now that's the、yeah. fifth era in、uh, 2018. So it's, it's pretty new but old. You know, they,、okay. they turned it into a hotel. But the hotel segment is like really cool because they have a lot of rooms. There's like one room where you, there, there's like a private suite, and、mm-hmm. then there's like a family room where there's like six different beds. And there's like,、um, but I guess like it's not good for people that are traveling alone. So you have to travel in a group if you want to stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I guess、yeah. it really serves like the whole like communal living aspect and like that shared dorm room life. Right. Feel. right. Yeah, and which can be really fun. I mean, for it to be a hotel, because we've had colleagues that have gone to this and experienced it, and like the dining area still has a very large screen where they do play old movies.、Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and what's really cool is that the Prince is like right in the heart of Bangkok's Riverside Creative District. And that area is actually like a street food paradise. So that road is called、uh, Zalun Grung Road. Which is the first road in Thailand, I think, right? Really? I, th- I think so.、That. I think it was, yeah. We'll fact check that, but I think it is. What well, at least that's what our tour guide has told me that it is the first、uh, road in Bangkok. Cool. Yeah, so another cool thing about、um, the hotel、mm. is that in the morning, they,、um, for breakfast, right, they actually get food from the street vendors. Like all the dough, you know, the porridge、oh. and like all of that. Yeah, so it's like you know you're getting like the best food in the area catered to you for breakfast. Is that where, you, so do you get to pick and choose or is, this the, is that just like a combination of different things that they have? Yeah,、there? so it changes like whatever. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Well,、um, I've never been, but I've heard some people say that the, the restaurant in the hotel itself, like the hotel lobby, Also, has a wall, so you can still screen movies.、Mm-hmm. They're playing movies throughout, which is really great. But even better, if you're really into dancing, there's a swing dance club like right around the corner called the Hot Bangkok. So, For swing know, dancing. Yeah, so that fits really, really well with the whole like old school hotel, you know, swing dancing、um, in Bangkok.、Wow. Yeah. So it's like you're really back in time,、like、yeah. in the old days.、Um, and at the Hop, I think they also have outfits too. So if you don't have your own swing gear, you know, things that fit from that time era, they、mm-hmm. have it there and shoes. So next time in Bangkok, maybe try that. Let's talk about activities around the riverside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, it's a really popping place. I mean, not only is it a great way to get around Thailand, like、mm-hmm. the 
get around the bank get around Bangkok I mean but you know taking those water taxis are really really inexpensive and really quick but there's lots of new stuff along the river like Icon Siam is probably the newest addition to okay the so I've landscape. heard so many things about Icon Siam mm. can you please <laughs> describe how that is because it sounds so cool uh, so it's it's really convenient you know actually from from Chinatown it's a really really short drive from Chinatown to the pier that is kind of wedged right between the Sheraton Hotel and another mall right there and you can catch a ferry right across I think the ferry is free it's a it's just like a one or I don't know and if it isn't free it's probably a few baht but it's just like a, a quick transfer over and I couldn't see I'm like this mega mall complex that has pretty much every brand. I think there's a whole floor dedicated to luxury cars, so like the Ferraris, <laughs> like the, yeah, I don't know. It's just like pretty intense. But, you know, all big brands aside, I think the coolest part about it is the bottom floor, which is called Suxiam. And that's an entire area that's dedicated to, obviously, Thai food and Thai, Thai crafts and things. But they're, they've kind of taken a little bit from around the country and placed it all in one spot. And they've made it out to be a floating market. Inside the mall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little floating market. So there's water. There's water. There's vendors on it. I don't know. I don't think that they actually like row on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they do have vendors that are in their little boats that are like up against the water. I'm gonna see. Well, we'll have a picture. We'll have it there. All right. Okay. Cool. We'll we'll have some things to highlight that for you. So the picture would be right here. Right here. Whatever. There. (laughs) There. No worries. Cool. Well. So another you know, shopping mm-hmm. place besides Icon Siam, there's also a really popular one, Ejertik. Oh yeah, that's further down the river. Yeah, Ejertik is that's huge. That's like south of the Grand Palace, right? Right, south of the Grand, uh, the, the Grand Palace, and it's open from 4 p.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's also a ferry that goes there too, and that ferry is from 4 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Yeah, so what's cool about it is um, they basically have like four different districts. Mm-hmm. So there's the um, Delon Grung district, which are like small boutique places, and they have like thousands of stalls. Yeah. Like of uh, jewelry and or souvenirs and like mm-hmm. handicrafts and stuff. They also have a giant Ferris wheel, too, which is known as the Eye of Bangkok, which is pretty cool along the landscape. Yeah. Like, you see all these shops, and then there's like one iridescent color yeah. Ferris wheel. Yeah. It's like really rich. No, I feel like it matches though. It matches like the temples and stuff. I don't know. It just looks really cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking like down the well, river, that, right? The way that Bangkok is, it's really, it's a mix of modern and old, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, throw in a Ferris wheel. Yeah. So other than that, they also have like cabaret shows and a Muay Thai sh- show, and Muay Thai right? shows, and also they have the. Um, the Thai puppet show. Oh yeah, which is really really hard to find nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I think, and and that's probably one of the few places that you can actually see like a weekly show. Yeah. Right. They yeah. kind of alternate between things. So if you are interested in really like great Thai culture, go check out the Thai p- classical puppetry there at mm-hmm. Asia And the second district is the factory district that's mm-hmm. inside Asia So that one's like more trendy upscale fashion mm-hmm. and also like tech stuff like there's an apple store there what at asia tea yeah really yeah wow. there's an apple store yeah and there's like over 500 shops in that district alone and the next one is the waterfront district which are like all the um bougie restaurants restaurants you know, like, like live music yeah, yeah 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 they have classical jazz it's like really nice mm-hmm. 
uh, in the evening. So, like, you're basically eating, I don't know, like, French food and, like, looking over the river and listening to French jazz. French food? Isn't French there's, restaurant? Yeah, there's, there's a French oh, restaurant. I have not been to this <laughs> French place in yeah. Bangkok, but that's really cool. Yeah, I've gone to a couple really of places and, like, some, you know, bar type stuff. But, hey, French food in yeah. Thailand. Yeah, and that area is also where they, like, hold concerts and events mm, yeah. and festivals, too. And the last district is the Town Square District, which is, like, I think a little bit more, like, sports bars, cafes, uh, and, like, a lot of food chains, like KFC, uh, Pizza God. Company, Who's MK kidding? is there, too. <laughs> MK, if you do not know, you will know when you go to Thailand. MK is is a, a pretty big yeah. food chain in Thailand that is dedicated to the sukiyaki hot pot experience. It's so good. It is delicious. They have a special MK dipping sauce. They have MK meatballs. They have a whole array. Do they still sing to you? Do they have that? Da- that they? dancing you know, thing? I was, no, I think that, that was a very short stint. Or do they do it's that like during birthdays? Oh, I don't know, okay. where they would come, like, yeah. they'd have their waiters and waitresses come yeah. out and dance for you. I don't know. It's been around forever, MK. It has. It is, it is an establishment. So when you go to Thailand, you have to definitely eat MK <laughs> and get Swenson's ice cream, which every Thai person is all about. Did oh, you know man. that Swenson's originated in SF, in San Francisco? Yeah, there's a Swenson's in Vegas. Yeah, but I never knew that that existed. I only I always thought that Thailand was where Swens- Swenson's originated yeah. from. And they're like, no, it's from America. And I was like, where? <laughs> exactly. But San Francisco. Is yeah, there. but then like Swenson in Thailand is like another level. Oh my so God. different. Um, they have, what is it? Is it the volcano or something like that? Where the volcano. Something where you can get like 20 different flavors of really ice like cream. I like waffles. Oh, the waffle cones, right? Yeah. They have a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, yeah. Thailand, great. Great for all the food. Yeah, right. So the Riverside, aside from, you know, having, like, you know, those posh hotels mm-hmm. and, like, um, <clears throat> being, like, a historical place, there's a lot of local eateries that have, um, like, a cult-like fan club. Like, all the locals go there mm-hmm. all the time. And I think one... One of my favorite is probably Wang Lang Bakery. That's like in between, uh, it's north of the Grand Palace and before you get to Tamasad University. What do they have there? I don't think I've ever been. It's honestly the same type of bread with like filling, like the one in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Wang Lang. Yeah, Bakery. but there's always a line there too, but I feel like it's probably not as long <laughs> as the one in Chinatown. That's why I kind of skip it because I go here instead. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think. I think it's really, really good. But other than that, it's just that whole area. There's a lot of um, restaurants where you you can just sit like right by the river. Mm. You know, there's like uh, there's seafood, there's Thai food, there's American food, there's um, there's uh, what's it called? Three Forty Two Bar. So that is like an Americanized kind of bar. So it's basically you're sitting in this balcony and there's like for the tables there's like mm. small stools and stuff and then they have uh, beer and they have like sausages like really good sausages they have uh, cheeseburgers and fries and just like American food while you're in Thailand so <laughs> well it's a typical <laughs> bar food in there, yeah. But, yeah but you're by the river and then you see the temples and the right. like the long tail boats eating a burger yeah it's a different feeling it's quite magical yeah 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 wow okay that's 
That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, you know, my dad went to Temasad. I have a lot of people that I know that went to Temasad. So that whole area is really up and coming mm-hmm. um, for sure. That's always It's always been really, really busy and, and lots of restaurants and lots of places that have been around for like decades. Um, you can. That's also where the amulet market is too. The amulet market? Yeah, yeah. Where we like um, right in front of Tamahalad, which is also another like storefront, like shopping food mm-hmm. district between Tamasad University and like next to the Grand Palace is um, there's the amulet market where vendors basically put out different amulets um, on like a table and you know collectors or you know people who are really interested in it can actually go and barter and and pick one up if you're interested and you always see like a bunch of monks walking by so it's a really interesting little market it's it's just that one block for sure yeah Yeah. that sounds really cute wow yeah well going back to places to stay oh places to stay around that area yeah, there's also one that I've been looking at that I've always wanted to try and stay mm-hmm. in, but it's like it's like really it's kind of luxury, you know. It's like a new hotel. Okay. I think it's called the Sayam. That is actually north a little bit from the from the Grand Palace if we're kind of like pitching ourselves middle point Grand Palace, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Siam is is north and it's owned by a pretty big family in Thailand and they have about I've I've been there for like an event and it's absolutely stunning. Um it really touches on like that jazzy 1920s art deco feel and they and I guess the owners had brought in a lot of their own personal antiques mm-hmm. to kind of furnish the hotel too. Um so it only has 28 rooms, which, you know, and, okay, fine, that's, def- that's considered small as a hotel, but each room is massive, and, you know, imagine, like, high ceilings, giant tubs, giant beds, adorned with, like, art from the 1920s, you know, I mean, like, the 19th century and 20th century, so it's mm-hmm. stunning. Definitely a great place to consider if you have um, a bigger budget for, for rooms, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I think they definitely are on the higher end for sure. But, you know, why not check it out if you can? Or like, or, or even go in for, like, um, you know, brunch or something or, or drinks because they do have some nice eateries there, too. Yeah, so uh, why I want to stay there is because of the activities. Oh! Yeah, so they have, um, what I'm interested in is their private uh, Muay Thai classes and also... Which they have a Muay Thai rink, I've heard. Yeah, they do, they do, in their gym. Cool. Can you believe that? <laughs> Did I say rink, ring? Muay Thai ring. Ring, yes. yeah. Yeah, and then another thing is they have Sakyan. Oh, okay, okay. That's and so Sakyan is a Thai tattoo. I read, I think I read about that in the New York Times when it first came out. Yeah. So they bring in an actual Adan, which means which is like master. master, right? So they have a master that's on property that will do tattoos for you. Yeah. So what's different about Sakyan than like the other, um, the other types of tattoos is that they use like this really long needle, and they kind of just like keep poking at your skin mm. until you bleed. Like, is there, I mean, with those type of tattoos, it's not just like, you know, draw me a, a tiger or draw me, you know, yeah, no. a panda bear or something like that. Isn't no, there like no. some sort of symbolic meaning behind it too? There is, but like, I'm kind of like too scared to get into it because I heard it's oh. like some chant or like some prayer mm. that's like this Buddhist thing. I don't know. But apparently, okay. apparently it gives you, you know, like strength and like. Well, that's the belief, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Or yeah. maybe it's a, it's to protect you or something. Right. right? 
Okay. Yeah, but that's a whole other topic which we can talk dive about into for another episode <laughs> about Sakyan in Thailand. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, well, you know, you're. Let's see. Let's go back to the Grand Palace because I know that you mentioned some really cool places by the river. Some things that I I really enjoy by the river that's near what's full in the Grand Palace is. Uh, Sala Ratanakosi. That's a really cool Ooh, hotel and yeah. restaurant. Great view of Wat Alun, the Temple of Dawn across the way. So it's like really romantic mm-hmm. and it has like a really nice rooftop area for drinks. Um, the block over is, I think, the Alun residence. Also a really nice small boutique hotel. Great food and an even better view, I think, because it's like directly across from Wat Alun. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of like great restaurants that are lined up along that street too. In addition to those hotels, there's like the Blue Whale, where a lot of the food served there is blue. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, and then like Panika Eating Room is really great too. That serves a lot of like um, food that originates from Thrad. So it's a very like it's kind of like grandma's style. I guess the owner uh, took recipes from their grandmother, right? And then really is and really you know developed the recipes around that, and so. That is right next to the river as well. Also a wonderful view. So they're all like small little alleys right, right next to the wet hole. Yeah. So I guess to conclude, there's like so many things to do Pretty by the much. riverside. Yeah. You know. All depending on what you want to do. Yeah. So going back to, or do you have anything else on the riverside that you'd like to talk about and mm. tell our listeners? Well, you know, if you have the opportunity, I definitely would suggest doing a river cruise. Like a dinner river cruise, that's always really fun too. That's really nice. Bunyan Tree yeah. does a river cruise. Uh, a lot of hotels mm. will have a river cruise, dinner river cruise. Um, I just mentioned Supanika, Supanika Eating Room, but they also have a dinner cruise too. So look into those. Cool. I think that gives you an opportunity to be on the river. You're dining. You're also seeing the change in light of the city yeah. as the sun goes down yeah. and you know the temples light up again for you. There's also um, dinner river cruises that uh, are also cooking classes. What? Yeah. There's no. One, yeah, I remember reading about it. It's like for this one hotel, I'm not sure. has to Google it. But yeah, there is one for We're sure. We're going to start it for you right here when we find out. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so go there. That's pretty cool. I'd want to, I don't know, would we be chopping and stuff on the river? I mean, the, the river isn't too choppy when you're on a larger boat, mm-hmm. thankfully. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like definitely. to cook and be on a boat. And be on a boat at the same time. Yeah, that's like the Thai way. Yeah, be on a boat. Because we are, Bangkok is the Venice of the East. So a lot of the things that we've done or did before has all been on the water. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense that uh, the Dalkaria River is the lifeline to right. the country. So <clears throat> going back to... The Sayam, right? Uh-huh. There's also an area called Sayam. Ah, yes. So this is separate from the Sayam Hotel. Right. So Sayam is another, would you say district? Yeah. Yeah, another district. It's Which like near the like riverside. east of Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like north. So east. inward a little bit. Oh, yeah, further in a little bit. And it, I think it's a great, um, I mean, it's probably one of my favorite places just because I'm always hanging around there, and it's where all of the young university kids tend to hang out. It's all the young folk. The youth of Bangkok. The youth of Bangkok <laughs> hang out. Um, there's a whole bunch of different malls that are lined up right along there um, in the Siam area. You've got MBK, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the older malls right there, but it's like seven stories of mall, and you can barter. You can. It's like, it's really, I feel, sometimes I feel like it's a night market inside of a mall mm-hmm. sometimes. 
and that connects with the BTS. So that whole area is really greatly connected too. It's all along the BTS line. And um, so you've got MBK, then across from there you have Siam Discovery, Siam One, Siam Center, and then next to Paragon, yeah. and all of the central malls that are down that way. So they have Central Embassy. So virtually, like, it feels like eight different malls just all clustered mm-hmm. together. Yeah. They have a lot of cute restaurants, too. They it's, do. like, very catered to, you know, teenagers and stuff. Yeah, especially if you want to take photos and, and be cute. Yeah, definitely. Like, what I've seen is a growth of um, boba. Boba tea shops. There's that one shop. What's it called? Is it Tiger? Tiger, tiger Sugar? Is it, I don't know. It's like Tiger Sugar or something. Yeah, well, I, I think I've seen that there. And yeah. that's in the Siam area. Super. Everyone goes there. Yeah. <laughs> I have not gotten into it just yet. No, because we have like good boba here. We do, we do. But I think in Thailand, was it 10 plus years ago, boba was really big when it was brought up from Taiwan, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember... Thai people would drink boba out of these like long, long cups that had extra long straws. And so you really had to put a lot of effort to suck it up. Why were you always so extra? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So that was like a big trend. And then boba was big and then it just kind of faded away. And then I feel like now it's on the up again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, So when I go, right, usually I just go shopping and then just eat like whatever Mm -hmm. is in the food court inside the mall. Food courts do not be t- do not turn away from food courts. I feel like here in the states, when you say food court, it's like, oh, sale pizza, yeah, like mm, whatever, maybe hot dog stick. But I love hot dog stick. Love love hot dog stick. But anyways, it's not like your typical you know chain food that's in no. the food court. It's like local restaurants basically. And a lot of a lot of the bigger malls, let's say for example Paragon, um, Central Embassy, and stuff like that, have brought in some famous restaurants that mm-hmm. used to be, that are still street vendors but have brought them into the mall too. So let's say Pad Thai Tip Sumai, which is that famous Pad Thai place next to uh, the Golden Mountain Temple. Yeah. They have a Pad Thai Tip Sumai in Paragon too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So yeah. in case you don't want to wait in line at the original location, there's always like yeah. other ones that are in the malls too. Yeah, I think like aside from uh, street food, mm. food court food in Thailand is probably where you'd get some of the best Thai food in Thailand too. It's really inexpensive and it's usually air conditioned, so, so that's, that's always, always a plus. A <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're in Siam too and you're not, let's say you want to get a little cultured, I'm a big fan of the Bangkok Art and Cultural Center. That is a, I guess it's like it's an art, it's a art museum, art exhibition. Things are always on rotation, which is great. They have a lot of local artists, you know, um, from different places. They have student artwork. They have a lot of, like, really nice shops in there, too, that sell, like, local artisan creations. So that's right on the corner of MBK and the Siam side. So it's really great, and it's accessible from the BTS as well at Mm -hmm. National Stadium. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, a little bit more interested in uh, maybe Thai antiques or like Thai fabric, there's also the Jim Thompson Museum House. That's oh, yeah. Really it's close like to Siam. Yeah. You can get off at National Stadium and like walk up a couple of blocks. Yeah. So for those that have kids, there's also a lot of options that you could do too, like uh, Ocean World. Oh, at Paragon. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really popular. I think that there's a whole part of it where you are submerged in the water. And you are traveling through it, and so you've yeah. got like sharks and things swimming around. Yeah, and stuff. it's really cool. But other than that, like 
I think just malls in Thailand in general, there's always an amusement park inside the mall. Well, you've got to keep everyone entertained, right? <laughs> yeah. You've, um, which is great, right? You've got your typical, uh, you, most, most places will have like a movie theater. Dining is, you know, exquisite, but you, you just have everything in the mall from massages. You can get massages at the mall. There's a whole wellness experience. I've pretty much, yeah. Dental work. Banks everything. are usually at the mall. Yeah. Everything. And I think that really goes back to the strong Bangkok mall culture that we have or the, mm-hmm. just in general that mall culture that Thai people have is that we go into a mall because number one it's it's cooler mm-hmm. right and you can pretty much do everything at the mall you can pay yeah. for your bills at the mall you can buy stuff there's usually supermarkets in the malls too mm-hmm. and eat you can spend your whole day at the mall yeah it becomes a whole adventure yeah which we will talk about later so do you have a favorite a restaurant or like activity that you like to do in Siam? Oh. oh, okay. For me, oh, so I used to like to go to Siam because, I mean, not used to, I still really, really enjoy Siam because not only for the food, but I think on the side, like on the side that Siam won, like the original Siam, Siam Square area, there's a whole bunch of small little stalls that are kind of lined up. And you know, in Thailand, we have several of these concepts where it's like one stall after the next, but they're all, this whole area is really, really catered to university life. So things tend to be really lively and colorful and sometimes really practical too. So all in one area, you can find things that are really meant for school or, you know, meant for fashion or, you know, just like kind of across the board. But it's just a place for me that has a little bit of everything. Like you don't have to go far. I can venture maybe one block over and find someone who can fix my computer. And then the next stall over, I can get eyelash extensions or, you know, it's just like, it all happens to be in yeah. one area. Yeah. It's really convenient. It's really cool. So I have a favorite place. Okay. It's called Hops. Hops. Which is short for um, House of Paws. So it's a dog cafe where uh, they sell like, like cafe food, like, cakes and coffee and also so it's a it's uh, mandatory for you to purchase something to play with the dogs in there so they have their own set so the dogs, dogs are just like free roaming so it's like a dog cafe yeah oh. yeah but you can bring your own dog or you can play with the dogs that are there but you have to buy something so that's like probably around 500 baht per person which is about 15 dollars yeah but i feel like it's worth it because like i miss my dogs when i go you know so then you can eat yeah, play with, play dogs. with dogs. It's so cute. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many cafes like that in, in Siam or even in Bangkok alone. Mm-hmm. Like, there's another one that's like a kitty cafe, like a oh, like a cat cafe. I'm not a cat person, but it's okay. Yeah. And there's a there's a husky cafe. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. popular, too. My yeah. friend was just there. Um, but then, you know, there's all those cafes. And then there's, like, a unicorn cafe. Yeah. Uh, where everything is, like, multicolored mm-hmm. and unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. There's just like a little bit of everything in Bangkok. Dude, we're so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky. But okay, you know, I think that really sums... Wait, where do people... We didn't, talk, we didn't talk about where to stay. Oh my God, we we're just talking about food and shopping. And this is pretty <laughs> terrible. Okay, so where does one normally stay at when you're in Siam? Um, well, a really close one is like Batumwan Princess. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Which is... Oh, Oh my goodness. I love Batumwan Princess. Okay, granted it has been around for a long time, but I think the location of Batumwan Princess is amazing because it is connected to 
MBK. So on the second and first floor, the first floor and the second floor have doors that lead directly into the mall, which is great. The second floor, okay, which is my favorite, because there's a place called Monomsot. Do you know what Monomsot is? Yeah, I do. Yes. Tell them what Monomsot is. So it's bread. It's bread. And milk. There's magical milk on bread. Uh, let us expand on this magical milk on bread. So <laughs> at Monomsot, yes, you can you can order fresh milk, but their basic concept is to get toasted bread, and there's a variation of toppings. So similar to what we had in Chinatown, where the bread is filled with the filling, this has the fill. Um, this has spread on it. So it's like usually a slice of bread. They toast it with butter. And my favorite is the pandan or like the Thai custard. Or also you can get it with chocolate. Another favorite is the uh, typical condensed milk, butter, and sugar on toast bread. And it's really simple but really, really good. Um, This is not their original location. Their original location is next to the giant swing, kind of near towards the Grand Palace area that way. And... um, but it's on the second floor. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm like, when is it going to be 11 o'clock? When is the mall going to open? Because that's <laughs> when I'm going to get some of this bread. And I usually get two slices of bread to myself and a nice cool cup of milk. Oh, boy, second floor. You can't <laughs> miss it. Cool. Well. Um, so there's that. There's that, yeah. There's also... Um, Right along the, so right across the street from Patumon Princess, you have the Ibis, Mercure, you have the Holiday Inn, and then there's also the Siam at Siam Hotel, which is a boutique design hotel, mm-hmm. which is really nice too. But yeah, there's like lots of little things right there. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it. Oh, oh, and there's also the V Hotel. The V Hotel. Oh, that's another district name. I don't know if I can check that out. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we're, that's just naming a few places, um, to, places to stay, places to see, places to eat, and yeah. So Vinny, we definitely talked about a lot of stuff. We did. We have, um, but that's only just a small portion of what Bangkok has to offer. That's only one area. We just talked about one area, and it one took area, yeah. over an hour, or almost an hour. But by the time we cut this up for you, it'll probably be shorter than an hour. But we've really enjoyed, you know, spending our afternoon with you, and we hope that you guys yeah. enjoyed listening to us. It was really cool reminiscing, like, yeah. all the things in Bangkok, because it got me really hungry, actually. Why does that always happen? <laughs> Every time we talk about it, I'm just like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> we always turn towards food, that's why. We always talk about food. Because food is a, I think it's a big driver, you know. Yeah. Gastronomy and, and being driven by by cuisine is really big, and and how can you not when you watch things like on Netflix with like was it Chef's Table or something like that? Chef's Table. Or or all the other things that really highlights food and travel. Mm -hmm. So until next time then, right? Until next time when we talk about the other different areas. Parts of Bangkok and so much more. Thanks so much for tuning in for the second episode of On Thai Time. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's at Thailand Insider. And also don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Google Play and, you know, wherever else we're... Wherever you get your podcast from. Exactly. we'll be there on Thai time. Yeah. So safe travels. So what? (laughs) Bye-bye.